Turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The wicked, I mean, sorry, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. I titled this message, The Light Needs to Keep Shining. Uh, We look at a lot of times us as Christians begin to look at those around us that aren't saved and those that uh, are still worldly and, and you know we kind of consider them to be uh, outsiders. But we, we start to look at these people and we kind of think that maybe they are choosing to live in darkness. We start to kind of think, well, they're in this situation because that's just how they want to be. And I'm not going to tell you today that that's not the case with some of them, but I want you to understand that what this Scripture is telling you is that people stay in darkness because they don't know where the light is. It says that they know not at what they stumble. Because they're in darkness, they don't know what is causing them to stumble. They don't know what is is causing the problems in their life. They don't even understand sometimes that the way they're living is what is hindering them. They don't understand that the the lifestyle they've chosen is the very thing that's causing their problems. Because they're in darkness. So, the only answer to living in darkness and finding the way out is to see the light. Now, The Word tells us, and I'm going to share some more Scripture with you in a minute, but the Word tells us that we are the ones that are supposed to show that light to people. We get comfortable as Christians, and I hope y'all brought some boots, because I'm probably going to step on a few toes today. And I want y'all to know, though, that everything, every time I say we, I'm including myself. I'm not up here preaching to... You, I'm preaching to us. But we get comfortable as Christians and and we think that somehow just because we live this holy and righteous life that the light is going to shine on its own. That people are just going to somehow magically see that we live this wonderful life and that that ought to be what they need to do. But like I just told you, when they're in darkness... They don't understand that what they're doing is wrong. They don't know that the things they're doing that are wrong is what the problem is. So it's our responsibility to show them. You know, there is a drastic difference in darkness and light. Have you ever been in total darkness? And somebody do something like strike a match. 
There's an amazing difference with just a little bit of light comes into total darkness. There is a, a distinct difference. Just like there is a distinct difference in right and wrong, good and evil. You know, this world today would try to tell you that there's a whole lot of gray areas. But my Bible doesn't teach much about gray areas. My Bible teaches that some things are wrong, some things are right. And that there are certain things that you need to stand for as a Christian. There are certain principles by which you ought to base your life on if you're going to call yourself a Christian. So, we as Christians have a responsibility. This light is not just going to magically come on and people are going to see that you have something that they want. You have got to show them the light. The light has to keep shining. It's not just going to shine on its own. You know, if you go light a candle, that candle's only going to burn for so long. It's, but before too long, it's going to totally consume itself and you'll have to light another one. You've got to keep it stirred up. You've got to keep it going. Somebody has to tell these people what is right and what is wrong. Turn to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. Now this is Jesus talking. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now see, Jesus is instructing us to let our light shine. That indicates to me the fact that He took the time to tell us that we should, that you can make a choice to not let your light shine. You can decide that I'm just going to sit here and, and not show anybody where the light is. He said that nobody is going to light a candle and then stick it under a bushel. What would have been the point? He said, no, if you're going to light a candle, you want to put it on a candlestick so it will give light to the entire room. He's giving you an example. And what does he say? He said, this is how you should let your light shine. He said, let me just read it to you again. He gives the example of the candlestick and then He says, let your light so shine before men. He's saying that is the way you ought to do it. Don't put it under a bushel. Don't hide it. Don't, don't just think that somebody's somehow going to find it. He said put it out there for everybody to see. You're trying to help somebody find the way. You can't do it when you don't light your candle. You can't do it when you hide your candle. You've got to put it out there where it can give off some light. 
He said, a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. When you put it out there and you lift up the name of Jesus, the Word tells us that if I, <clears throat> Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Are you lifting up Jesus in your life? It's easy to sit there and say, you know, I'm a Christian, I do everything I can to serve God, but are you really lifting up the name of Jesus? If you ask everybody that you encounter, do you know whether I'm a Christian or not, what would they answer? If I were to go to some of the people you work with or some of the people you deal with on a weekly basis and say, do they go to church? Would they know the answer to that question? Do people know about your relationship with God? Is that something you advertise to the public? Do people really get an inkling about how deep your walk with God is? Do you take the time to share it with them? You know, it's easy to go through life and never say anything about God. I'm not telling you that you're living wrong. I'm not saying you're sinning. I'm saying, you know, I can live my entire life, never say a cuss word, live a good example in front of people, and people say, you know, he's a pretty good guy. But that didn't help them any when it comes to eternity. There are people in this world, people in your life, people that you work with, people you see on a daily basis that are going to hell. And if they don't have somebody show them the light, they're doomed. I said that there are people that you know and care about that are going to hell. We have to do something about that. We have to take an active stance. Sitting and waiting for the light to just shine on somebody is not the way to do it. Jesus didn't say, watch somebody else's light shine. He said, let your light shine. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, we're bad about not wanting anybody else to feel uncomfortable by things we say or do. Especially in the United States, you know, there's this term called politically incorrect. Nobody wants to be... Uh, politically incorrect. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or somehow they're allow their religious views to impose upon someone else. But I want y'all to understand that taking that kind of uh, stance in your life is what I like to call riding the fence. That's what you call being lukewarm. We're called to a higher calling than that. We're called to a higher purpose than that. Our purpose is not to make everybody feel good about themselves. Because I want you to know today that there is no reason why I should feel good about myself as a sinner. 
I don't care how good of a person everybody else says you are. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. And that's the bottom line. We need to be willing to tell people that. We need to let them know that, listen, there is a reason why I am called a child of God. There is a reason why I have hope in my life. It's because I I have placed my hope and trust in something that's outside of myself. I have put my hope and trust in eternal principles in the Word of God. And when you let that kind of light shine to people, they'll begin to see a change. They'll begin to see a reason why they need to change. Because there's light shining into darkness. Do you know that some people live the way they live because they don't know any better? Somebody has to tell them a better way. Somebody has to show them a better way. You know, there's some people that may be in their 20s or 30s or even older that may not know anything about Jesus Christ. I know it seems kind of hard to believe. But you know, there's some people that call themselves Christians that don't know anything about the Bible. So, if that's possible, why is the other so hard to believe? Just because that way seems right to a man, don't make it right. Just because something seems right, don't mean it is. This word that we have, that we need to be basing our life on, holds the things that are right and wrong. You know, you hear a lot of times, well, somebody will will give their point of view and and somebody else will say, well, if that works for you, that's fine with me. Well, that's not the way it works. Do y'all know that as you read through the Bible, you'll see that there's never a time that, that Jesus compromised like that. There was never an occasion when, when God was, would say to people that He had directed to do something, well, if that's the way you want to do it, go ahead. I'll bless you anyway. No, that's not. He would let them go ahead, but I guarantee you his blessings and, and his provision would be withheld. Because there is a way that's right and there's a way that may seem right. And they don't always match up. So we have got to, to be the kind of people that don't just know what seems right, but we know what is right. And we're willing to share that with somebody and tell them, look, I see what you're doing in your life. I'm not trying to butt in and be somebody that's in your business, but I want you to know that there is a better way. That there is a way that leads to everlasting life and not eternal death. There is a way that leads to everlasting peace with God and not eternal damnation with with Satan in hell. You know, there's people in this world doing things in their life and they don't realize what the consequences are going to be. But I want you all to understand that just because somebody doesn't know about the consequences doesn't take away the consequences. If you get out there and go speeding down the road and you didn't see the speed limit sign that changed to 35 that's not going to necessarily prevent you from getting a ticket just because you didn't know. 
If we don't keep shining the light, who will? I'm going to talk to some of you older folks for a minute. Y'all can't rely on the younger ones to do all the work. Now, I know y'all start thinking, well, I'm older, you know, they ought to pick up the slack, and you're right, they ought to. But that don't mean they will. It, it, you, you may have retired from your worldly job, but you have not retired from this life until you leave this life. And as long as you're on this earth, there is work that you can be doing. You can still be letting your light shine. And I want you all to know that as a young child I was saved, but my parents didn't stop shining the light in my life just because I was saved. They still showed me correction. They still told me what was right and wrong. The people that had the most impact on my life that I still remember as, as a grown man were older people. People that set an example for me, that set goals for me, that gave me a reason to strive and to do better than I was doing. They shined light into my life. So just because you're older doesn't mean that it's time to let somebody else take the place. As long as you've got breath, you better be speaking. As long as you've still got a light in you, you need to shine it. You need to let some young people see that just because I'm 80-something years old don't mean it's time to quit. It's time to quit when God calls you home. Now, I'm not trying to be hard on y'all today, but I want you to know that it is necessary that somebody keeps shining the light. And if somebody else ain't doing it, we need to take up their slack. Just because it ain't our business is not a good enough answer anymore. Just because those ain't my kids over there don't mean I shouldn't still be an example to them. It don't mean that I shouldn't try to shine some light into their life. Their parents may not be doing things right. I'm not telling you to be nosy and in everybody's business and try to teach them how they ought to do it and all this and that. I'm trying to tell you that you can still be a light to those people. And by shining the light into their life, you'll give them a reason to see a a difference. I want you to understand that that is the key. When the light comes in, you can see where where the error is. That first scripture we said is they don't know what, what's causing them to stumble because they're in darkness. Have you ever walked through a dark house? Listen, I, I walk through houses that I've lived in all my life in the dark and I think I'm doing good and finding my way and all of a sudden I trip on something. And I have to turn the light on to see what it was I tripped on because it shouldn't have been there. People are living their life like that. They don't know what's causing them to to stumble and fall. They don't know what the thing is that is is hindering and killing them. But we've got to be the ones that wake them up, that show some light to them and show them, look, this is a problem. This is going to cause you to fall. This is going to send you to hell. We, we, we are at this point in, in times today when nobody wants to tell anybody they're wrong. Well, I'm sorry. Sometimes you're just wrong. 
And you know, we as Christians ought to have enough spiritual intelligence to know when we're wrong. And we ought to have uh, not so much pride that when somebody tells us we're wrong, we can humble ourselves and say, you know what, you're right. You see, shining your light is not always to those that are called non-Christians. There are plenty churchgoers that need some light shined in their life. I know this ain't easy to hear. I promise you, I heard it before you did. If you look over in the book of Judges, I've been listening to kind of a little Bible study on that. But you'll see that there was time after time that someone would called a judge would kind of be in charge of Israel. And they would lead them and, and they would show them the proper way to go based upon the direction God gave them. But you know, at the end of the book of Judges, the last verse, I'm going to read this to you. Judges 21 and 25, it says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And I promise you, it was not a good thing. I want to today equate where it says there was no king in Israel to there's no light. We have got to keep this light shining. When there is no direction, what do people do? They revert to their old nature. They're going to go back and they're going to do whatever's right in their own eyes. You know, in my own personal life, I can see that when I get away from the way God would have me to do things and I kind of get out of fellowship with God, what do I do? I start to do things the way I think they ought to be done. And before you know it, and I'm not just talking about sin, I'm not just talking about getting off on the deep end and doing things I shouldn't do. I'm saying, when I'm not seeking God's direction... I start doing things the way I think they ought to be done. And what does the Word tell us? It says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him. And when you begin to lean on yourself and think that you can handle it, and I guarantee you before long you're going to be deceived. Before long you're going to do something wrong. You know, some of us can manage our lives pretty good. But some of us fail miserably every time we turn around. The whole point is, if you're leaning on God, you won't have that issue. Because He's the stable one. He's the one that's uh, always uh, uh, referred to as a rock. A rock doesn't move. It doesn't change. Wind and water can blow against it and it stays the same. That's how God is. And when you lean to Him for your understanding and your knowledge and your guidance and direction, I guarantee you it's going to be rock solid. It's going to be stable and steady. You're not going to have all these ups and downs. No, it's going to be steady. Because that's how God does things. He doesn't change. He's without wavering. 
You know, there's a lot of people in this world that need that in their life. Have y'all ever known somebody that just lives in utter chaos all the time? I can't stand to be around them. They make me nervous. It just, it, it just, I, it bothers me inside that they just have problems all the time. Every time you turn around, there's just major things going on. It makes my life seem boring. I just go to work and come home. I, I don't know what the where's the, all these problems come from. But you know what? What do, what do we just read? They're doing what's right in their own eyes. They don't know what's making them stumble because they're living in darkness. You know, you may have some family members that are living like this. And for the longest you've put off saying anything to them because they're family. You don't want to cause a rift in the family. You don't want to have all these problems and everything. Well, would you rather have some problems right now or would you rather see them go to hell? Would you rather offend them for a month or two or see them spend all of eternity in the lake of fire? Yeah, I said that. You ought to be able to say it too. What this boils down to is is concern for people. It's real easy to be concerned about myself. It comes naturally. But when you decide, listen, and for most people it takes a conscious effort. You decide you want to be concerned for somebody else. The best way you can do that is to begin to shine light into their life. And that doesn't come just by living your life. It comes from making an active effort to show them Jesus. You know, if it was just about living your life, Jesus wouldn't have had to preach to anybody. Jesus wouldn't have had to heal anybody. He would have just lived His life in peace. Nobody would have ever wrote any books about Him. He would have lived a perfect life and went on. But that's not how He lived His life. He lived His life impacting everybody that He come in contact with. Everybody that He met knew there is something different about that guy. Not just because He lives a pure and holy life, but because there is just something that, that nobody else ever does. He spoke to me in a way I didn't understand. You know, there was a time when after He rose from the dead that He walked with some disciples that didn't know who He was. And when He revealed Himself to them and and was gone, they said, didn't your heart just burn within you when He spoke? Listen, it's not just because He was the Son of God. It's because when He spoke to them, He spoke the words of life. It's because when He spoke, He he poured into them something that would help them. He didn't just talk about how's the weather. He talked about eternal principles every time He had the opportunity. You know, He didn't just waste time. We waste a whole lot of time talking about sports and, and everything you can imagine under the sun, but when the day is over, 
Is that person saved or not? When they meet the end of this life, whenever it may be, it may be tomorrow, it may be ten years from now, it may be a hundred years from now, are they going to know who their Creator is? Are they going to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord before it's too late? There's going to come a day, and I've told you this before, you've heard it all your life, but there's going to come a day when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I would much rather be on the willing side and and willingly bow my knees than for somebody to have to bend them and break them. Do you care enough about those people to show light to them? Do you do you love those people enough to share with them a little bit about Jesus? Listen, Jesus was no respecter of persons. He didn't just go looking for His family. In fact, what did He do? He left His family and went on and found some other people that needed Him. He went and found people that were in need of a Savior. He didn't just hang around with the ones that already knew how wonderful He was. All of these things take effort. They take being active. Just sitting there and waiting for it to happen and that never worked for anybody. If you just sat there, the light will go out. Paul talked to Timothy over in 2 Timothy. He said, stir up that thing that's within you. He's talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said, stir it up. Why would he tell him that? Because that first time ain't enough. Sometimes you need to stir it up a little bit. You need to throw another log on the fire and let the devil know that you're about about your father's business. When you just sit there and and wait on things to happen, wait on life to pass by, that fire's going to go out. Before you know it, you're going to be on the other side wondering, what in the world did I do with all my time? I guarantee you everybody in here today, except maybe the little kids, can look back and say, you know, I've wasted a lot of time. I guarantee you all of you can. I know I can. I wasted a lot of time. I still waste a lot of time. I still find myself at the end of the week wondering what in the world did I do for the past seven days? Where did all that time go? You know, just because I decide I'm going to sit still for a little while don't mean everything else stops. Everything ain't just sitting around waiting on Kevin Alfred to get up and do something. There's still people going to hell every day. There's still people that are in need of healing. There's still people that need God to work in their life. Just because I decide I'm going to rest tomorrow or whatever doesn't affect anybody. So we, we need to look at that. We need to think those people need us. Whether we want to take the time to help them or not, they still need Jesus in their life. They still need somebody to show them the way. You know, it's easy to think we know what we believe. But you try to tell somebody else what you believe. That's not nearly as easy. But you know the very thing we're called to do in this life The Great Commission was to go into all the world and preach the Gospel. That means you too. 
That ain't just for preachers and pastors and evangelists. That's everybody was called to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Wherever you may be, you need to be preaching Jesus in your life. You need to make sure that light is shining on somebody. Let them know who He is. Let them know what He's doing for you. Tell them about your testimony. Tell them what He can do to make their life better. Listen, it ain't just about making them happy. They may not live another happy day in their life, but if they know Jesus, at least they know, at least they know where they're not going to go. Yeah. Happiness is, is for suckers. Happiness never got you anything except a grin and a lollipop. Happiness is not what God promised you. What in fact Jesus said you're going to suffer trials and tribulations. He never promised you that that coming into the light was going to make everything just awesome. He never once told you that. But there's an everlasting hope. There is a hope that I have that I hope you all have. And that's for eternal life. Because I know where I'm going. My eternal security does not just rest in knowing that I don't have to worry about whether I sin or not. My eternal security is in knowing that I know where I'm headed and I know who my Master is. I know who who provides for me when I need Him. Share that with somebody. Maybe you need to know it yourself. Maybe you ain't ever stopped and thought about God providing for you. You know, you can become a Christian and accept Jesus into your heart without knowing anything else about God. That's just the beginning. But when you stop and examine your life and you start to see that that God is moving in my life, God cares about me. Put it into words. Share it with somebody. Shine some light. We've got to keep this light shining, people. You know, if we don't do it, who will? If it's not us, it'll be somebody. But I want to receive the blessing for it. That may sound a little selfish. It may seem like I'm kind of, you know, just wanting to get stuff. Well, yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I want the blessing. I want God to work in my life like He does in nobody else's. Not because I want my own glory, but because I want people to see God working in my life. I want people to know that I have a relationship with the eternal, the almighty, great I am. The one true God. The master of the universe. The one that created everything. He is my Father. He is my Holy Savior. I want people to know that that as lonely as I am, that He chooses to work through me. That kind of stuff don't just come by hoping it's going to happen. It don't come by having a happy feeling. It it comes from, from thinking about what God has done. It comes from spending some time forming these thoughts. When you go to witness to somebody and to share 
Jesus with them, what are you going to say? You know, we need some discipleship training. We need people to know what, how, what they're going to encounter. You've got to have your mind made up before you ever get into that situation. It's easy to say, I'm a Christian. But when people begin to question your beliefs, are you going to stay true? When people put your beliefs to the test, are you going to still believe them? I've been there. I'm going to tell you, it ain't easy. You start to talk to somebody that's a Muslim, oh, they'll tell you how, how this is all the same. And you look at the examples in their Quran and you see, man, there's a lot of the same stories here that was in the Bible. I don't know. Maybe there's something to this thing. Before you know it, they're undermining your faith in the, in the Savior Jesus Christ. And before you know it, you're telling, they're telling you he was just a prophet and that he was nobody. You gotta know where you stand before you ever get there. When you begin to shine that light, you better know where the source of that light is. You better know what you're gonna tell somebody. That don't come just from hoping it happens right. It don't come from just praying and asking God to, to tell you what to do. That's a vital part of it, but listen. You gotta have your mind made up before you get there. You gotta have this word in you before you get there. It's too late when you get to that place and they begin to question the word if you ain't got the word to back it up. I know this ain't easy to hear today, but I want there to be a wake up call. I want people to understand that, that living a life that just gets by ain't enough. If you want God to be glorified in your life, and you all should want that, then something else has to happen besides existing. Existing, all that does is get you by until death. That doesn't cause anything else to happen in your life. You want something to happen There is a cause before you get the effect. There's a law in physics that says for for every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. That means if I take a ball and throw it against a wall, with the same force I hit the wall, it's going to bounce back at me. You know, that law of physics does not just apply to material things on this earth. Because when you begin to shine the light in somebody's life, you may not see it immediately, but I guarantee you there's going to be an equal reaction. At first, it may be that somebody's going to rear up and they're going to argue with you, but you keep shining that light. You let that light keep shining. And I guarantee you, it may be 20 years later, but I guarantee you there's going to come a point where there's going to be change. Change. 